Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The one and only Mike Claiborne. Claibs, good morning. How you doing? I am doing well. Just came back from Roger Dean, the complex, and... You know, Randy, if we needed to start spring training today, we probably would have just about everybody here. Hmm. That's good. That's impressive. I mean, it is. I've, I've never seen guys show up this early before. So, uh, obviously, they feel like there's some unfinished business. But uh, it's, people are starting to fall in. But if we needed to start today, we could. That's, that's pretty That's pretty good. I mean, when you have guys, you know, ready and willing to be there early, uh, that, that usually is a good sign. What are your What are your expectations for this season, Clay? What, what, what are realistic expectations for this team for this season? Well, Kerry, it's a good question. Uh, <clears throat> I think that, you know what, if they get a break, if guys live up to the expectations, they can find themselves certainly in the Final Four, if not the World Series. Uh, I mean, they've got all the parts. They just have to get some people to produce. I mean, you know, that you've got some guys that you want to see what Flaherty can do. You want to see what Tyler O'Neill can do. You want to look at some of these other young guys that you have in your organization, like a Jordan Walker. So, you know, if you get all those things moving in the right direction, stay away from injury, uh, you know, they could get there. I mean, because I, I think the Dodgers might have taken a step back. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, nobody thought Philadelphia was going to be in the World Series. I mean, it's anybody's to have. I just think you have to be uh, healthy and fortunate and have enough pitching. If you have those three things working for you, then, you know, you can play a long time. And, Claves, this is something that I, I brought up with Kerry last week. You go into, for example, a three-game series with the Cubs, and it's Flaherty against Stroman. You're feeling pretty good. If it's Michaelis against Tyone, you're feeling pretty good. And then Montgomery against Hendricks, you're feeling pretty good. But you take... Jordan, uh, Jack Flaherty out of the mix, and all of a sudden you've got Michaelis and Stroman, and you say uh, coin flip. And then the second game, uh, you're going with Montgomery against Tyone, and you're saying coin flip. And then you get to the third game, and it's Matt Serueno against Hendricks, and they the Cubs probably have the advantage. That number one starting pitcher sets everything in motion for everybody else at such a high level. If Flaherty is healthy, I think it really changes the entire dynamic of the franchise. There's no doubt. Um, You know, when you face that number one, you're saying to yourself, this is not going to be four fun at bats or really three fun at bats. And, you know, they set the tone for the rest of the series uh, because you're trying to figure out, okay, how can we get these next two games if this guy comes out and pitches the way we think he can? So, yeah, it's important. And, you know, you get the postseason, you really have to have two of those guys uh, now, the way the playoff situation is set up. So, you know, it, it's it's going to be interesting. And, and, you know, we're not the only team like that. I think there's some other teams. And you mentioned Chicago. I think when you look at the offseason in in this division, they probably made the most improvements. I mean, they passed Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I mean, Milwaukee's got some good starting pitching, but they they don't swing the bat well enough in a hitter's ballpark. So uh, the division will be a little bit more competitive than what I think people think with the Cardinals and Cubs for sure. By the way, it might be the best – 
Cubs defense of our lifetime. And I know that's a big statement, but they weren't great defensively when they won the World Series. But when you look at uh, Bellinger in center field and you look at Swanson and Nico Horner and then uh, behind the plate, uh, they've added a catcher. They've got a lot of things going for them defensively in Chicago. Are they more than an 85-87 win team? Probably not, but there's a lot of good things there. I think if they have some, uh, if they get some bullpen help, they could be a handful. Because, you know, remember, they've got some guys who won before. You think about Bellinger, you don't forget Eric Hosmer. Don't mm, forget Hansby right. Swatson, all guys who've been on championship teams. And, and that's something that they haven't had over the last few years, other than their own 16 team. And, you know, they didn't, you know, they kind of broke that thing up. But, yeah, they're going to they're gonna be interesting to watch. Uh, but I, I really like where the Cardinals are headed. And granted, we haven't played one round of catch yet, okay? But when you think about all the guys, that had started a game for them last year, that are going to come in looking for a spot, whether it's in the rotation or in the bullpen, they may have as much experience as far as starting experience as anybody in the division right now. And maybe I even go as far as the National League. You know, a lot of guys got starts last year for this team. So it's going to be a battle uh, for sure. And, you know, with this WBC, that that's going to make it even more interesting. Talking to Tommy Edmond today, he has a 12-hour flight to go to Korea to play in the WBC. And I said, well, you throw that in the, the London trip, man, your freaking flyer miles going to go through the roof. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's going to be all good. We, we can get a nice hotel somewhere in the offseason. You know, uh, that's going to be interesting to watch also, how these guys go away for a couple, three weeks and then come back and try and pick up where they left off. Uh, and the Cardinals aren't the only team. There are quite a few teams that are going to lose some players, but – uh, the WBC is going to give some other players some golden opportunities to, to be seen. Uh, it's just like in hockey with the Blues and all the injuries. You know, there were some minutes available for some players. And somebody, Some guys didn't take advantage of it like they needed to, and, but they made their own. You know, they can't say I didn't get a chance. And I think with this situation in spring training, there's some guys that are going to have a chance to get in front of Ali Marmel and his staff and make a name for themselves. So I think this is going to be a very competitive spring training. Hey, Clay, we talked all offseason about Flaherty and, and O'Neal health, their physical health, but mentally how are they preparing to go about this season knowing that this season is, is, a, is a big season for them personally but also for the team? You know, I, I was talking to Tyler O'Neal about that today. I said, how, how are you, man? I know you stayed around St. Louis in the offseason. You know, how are you uh, head-wise? He said, I'm in a good place. He said, you know, I know what I need to do. Uh, I feel good. I'm just going to go out and play and not worry about anything else. And, you know, Kerry, you've been there. The, the less you worry about things you can't do anything about, the more effective you can get things you can do something about. And I think that's the approach O'Neal has taken. Hey, Claves, what was the first Super Bowl you went to? Who man. It was like 30. I was just telling yeah. Matthew, mine was uh, Super Bowl twenty, the Bears and the Patriots. Yeah, you know what? I think I was at that with New Orleans, right? Yep, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think I was. At, I think that might have been my first one, or maybe the year before. Um, that was in uh, in um, Stanford, Palo Alto, right? It was Forty yeah. ers and uh, that. That's my first. One. Okay, my yeah, Forty ers and Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. Um, Man, and you know now, um, you know Joe Roderick is out there covering uh, covering things for plays uh, online, and you know I gotta tell you something, man. I'm not sure if I'll ever go back to one. I think that Rams thing gave me all I needed in life between that and 
working with Leon Lett when he was with the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> and all of that. Now, let me ask you guys this question. Do you all go to Super Bowl parties? When I was going to Super Bowls, I went to Super Bowl parties. Yes, they're epic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, not, not, the, not the ones at least oh, Steinberg. Oh, you to watch games. No. Yeah. yeah, me neither. I don't either. And here's why. <laughs> you know, you know cause all you have to do is sit and listen to somebody, and you know they're wrong. And you, you try to figure out how you can correct them before they say, oh, Mr. Know-It-All, Mr. Talk Show guy. So you know what? I think over the years, I can name the people on one hand that I have sat and watched the Super Bowl with. And, and that's after we polished off a good steak and some lobster <laughs> and some wine. And, you know, we, we it's a feast. But I can't do it, man. Clarence, cannot I, do it. I usually sit in the house and watch it by myself or just with my immediate family. Uh, there you go. They, they tend to, that's when me. you go to those Super Bowl parties, for me, what are they thinking right now? Yep. How the hell do I know? I'm not there. <laughs> <dead. laughs> why would I like know they, what he's thinking? I don't know why he did like that. They, they feel like they put a quarter in you and you're going to give them an answer. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, I, yeah, I, okay, I just want to make sure I was the only no, one. No, you're not alone, sir. Hey, Mike, okay. so All right. I got to tell you guys uh, this one quick story, and it's it's one of my favorite Jack Buck stories because it, it tells you about the, the breadth and how adored Jack Buck was. So, I, I got those Super Bowl twenty tickets for my dad for Christmas. Huge football fan, and he loved it. So the next year, he says, hey, we going back to the Super Bowl? I said, well, yeah, yeah, sure, I guess. So I go, remember Steve Walsh? He was a t- ticket director for the Big Red. He said, oh, yeah, he, yeah. He took care uh-huh. of us. Great guy. So we wind up, my dad and I, going to the Super Bowl every year. One year in San Diego, the, the commissioner's party is at a naval base, and the commissioner's party is the most difficult ticket to get. I get commissioner's party tickets. We get on the bus. We go to this naval base. But I had left the commissioner's party tickets on a coffee table in oh. our hotel room. Oh. So I am standing outside this naval base, and who shows up in a limo but Jack Buck? He says, what are you doing here, kid? All right, kid. Yep. I said, you know what? My dad and I are trying to get in, and I left our tickets back at the hotel. He says, follow me. My dad's outside. We walk in. He walks 10 yards. There's Art Modell. Art, this is Randy Carricker from our station. He's trying to get in. Do you have a ticket? Art says, well, I, I got one, Jack. I, I don't have more. I only, got, I only have this one. Jack says, no problem. We walk another 10 yards. There's the commissioner, Pete Rosell. Pete? This is my friend Randy Carricker. He works with us in, in St. Louis. You have one extra ticket? Sure, Jack. Takes a, a, a commissioner. He's got a stack. Sure, Jack. And, hands him the that. second ticket. Hardest <laughs> ticket in the world. And here is one of the preeminent owners and the commissioner of the league taking wow. care of Jack Buck to get Randy Carricker and his That's dad awesome. into the commissioner's party. It's one of my all time favorite memories. That's amazing. That's by the way, it's going to take a little coin this year to get into the Super Bowl, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> Ten grand? I got, I got news for you. With the way TV is set up and the technology, I don't know why anybody would ever go to a no, game. I, I agree. They're never in line to get to your bathroom. Your beer is colder, much cheaper. You don't have to pay 100 bucks to park, and you can see the replays a lot clearer. <laughs> and you don't have some idiot sitting behind you talking about things he has no clue about. So why would you go? And Mike, this might feel like piling on, but the NFL deserves it. Uh, Think about your worst TSA experience and then double it, and that's getting into a Super Bowl now. (laughs) That's true. And, and you know, the other thing, when you think about the Super Bowl, I I used to go 
and go during the week and go to the parties. And that Sunday morning, I was on a plane back to St. Louis. That's the play. I, I didn't stay for him. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, I remember. I don't know if you remember the one Lee Steinberg had, Randy, in, out of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And he had it at the Phoenix Zoo. And here's llamas and, and just all kind of wildlife just walking around. I mean, you have to be careful of your food because they walk right up and start eating right out of your place. <laughs> that was the party for a few years, too. The Lee Steinberg party was the party for it was a few the years. Event to go to, there's no doubt. Uh, now, I understand he still does it. I don't know if he can do it on the scale of some of these corporations do theirs, but uh, th- that's the place you wanted to be. It was a people watching event, and uh, he kind of set the tone for. for uh, corporate parties and, and, and events around the big event, be it the, the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals or the Stanley Cup Finals, he really kind of got that ball rolling as far as those private parties were concerned. Claves, great to have you with us. Great to have you down in Florida with boots on the ground. We always appreciate it. What else do you have coming up on Claves Online? Well, you definitely want to be paying attention to the two-man game with Rocky on Rammer because because tonight LeBron might break Kareem's record. And, man, I don't have enough time to tell you about how I feel about that. <laughs> and also Dr. Rick and his podcast, High Richards and I are chop it up about the Super Bowl. That'll come away on Thursday. And whenever Alex Ferrario comes back from Disney World, shaking hands with Nikki's we'll talk some hockey. <laughs> Sounds great, my man. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. All right, you guys take care. See you All later. Right. That's Mike Claiborne on 101 ESPN.